away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jamison Olive here with you as always. We thank you very much for tuning in wherever you're tuned in and whatever platform you chose for your podcast today. Of course, we are available wherever you find your podcasts each and every week. The season may be over for the Panthers, but the season's never over for Territory Talk. So we will have lots of fresh stuff coming your way throughout the offseason as we get closer and closer to a new season of Panthers hockey, which will be here before you know it. We know how quickly these offseasons tend to go by, and it's already the middle of June. We have the Stanley Cup final starting tonight, of course, so uh, that's going to get going out in Denver this evening. And lots to get to here on this episode of Territory Talk. We will have our special guest conversation, two of them, coming up on this installment. We will have our chat with Gus Forsling, our chat with Patrick Hornquist coming up in just a little bit. Had a chance to catch up with them back on Exit Day, so we'll have those conversations coming your way here in just a few moments. And we're down to four Exit Day interviews, I just realized. We have the two Swedes today, and then we have Etu Lowesterinen. And Sam Reinhardt. So and then I think the episode after that is maybe our draft preview episode. Getting we're chugging along here. Yeah, and the draft will be here before you know it. July 7th and 8th in Montreal. That's when the draft will be happening. And it feels like we've been talking about a draft in Montreal for quite some time. But it's finally going to happen in person in Montreal coming up in early July the 7th and 8th. And then free agency shortly after that. And lots to get to, of course, as we get closer and closer to a new season of Panthers hockey and NHL hockey. Jameson's got a little game coming up. Uh, he said he's yep. going to uh, tell me about that when we get to that point. So uh, a little I like bit to catch of a surprise you here on things. Territory Talk. We'll have that. And uh, also wanted to mention, Jameson, uh, the Panthers uh, signing a, a new player yesterday. Yep. Uh, we haven't confirmed, at least I haven't confirmed the pronunciation of his last name, but it looks like Levchi. That's what Media Day is for. Yes. Because even when we hear it on the finish Anton calls. Levchi. Even when we, we've learned from other guys, even when we hear it on the finish calls, sometimes there's a, a, a little bit of a change once they get over here in, in terms of how they want it pronounced. The pronunciation can get Americanized a yes. little bit. Uh, it can get the English influence. But uh, a man who has the opportunity An Anton to L. Potentially, number two. Yes, Anton uh, L. Number two, yes. So uh, yes. has a chance to become... Uh, the third Anton in Panthers history. Uh, I went and did a little research yesterday. Our friends at Hockey DB. We talked about it last week, and I thought that was interesting that this announcement came less than a week after we discussed on Territory Talk that we believed Anton Lundell was the second Anton in Panthers history, and that was indeed the case. Anton Strawman, Anton Lundell, and now another Anton has been signed yep. by the organization. He has a chance to be the third Anton to suit up for the Florida Panthers. So uh, another Anton to the mix. The Panthers, pretty good luck with the Anton they've got on their roster right now. So uh, hoping that uh, the Anton luck can uh, can continue. But looks like he's posted some really nice numbers overseas, and uh, this is a guy who's coming in. A season pro, uh, a 26-year-old. Yeah, 26, undrafted, but like you said, has had a great career overseas in Liga. Been in the pros for several years now, specifically the last four seasons over there. He's averaged about 50 games, so he's well-seasoned. He knows the game, the pro game over there. Um, this past season, led Liga in scoring with 61 points, 26 goals, 35 assists in 55 games for Tapara Tampere. You may know that 
name because that's the team that Alexander Barkov used to play for and partially owns, and they won the Liga Championship this year. Uh, he had 10 points in 14 playoff games. So uh, 5'11", 185, that's what he's listed as. So not big, not small. Just kind of one of those that right, right around there. the same size as Doug Plagans. Right around the same size as Doug Plagans. We all know how how good he is out there on the ice. Uh, former uh, high school state champion Doug Plagans. So um, looking at this guy, you look at the contract. It's a one year deal for a guy that's twenty six coming over from Liga. Typically, a, de- a deal like that means, hey, come over. Let's see if it works in the NHL. If it does, we'll figure something out later. It's, it's you're you're taking a flyer on a guy, and I think the Panthers, especially under Bill Zito have taken a lot of flyers, and a lot of those flyers have worked out. Carter Verhage was a flyer. Anthony Duclair was a flyer. Uh, Gus Forsling off waivers was a flyer. This is a team that has really turned flyers into stars here in South Florida. So another guy, no guarantees here, but definitely a guy, given those numbers, given his track record, given the fact that he's just buddies with Barkov, I'll take that any day of the week. He's definitely a guy worth taking a flyer on if you're the Panthers. Let me ask you this, Jameson Olive. We hear that phrase a lot. Have you ever... Taking a flyer. What's the last thing you took a flyer on? A lot of times you might see, hey, your community bulletin board. Yeah. Uh, you know, you take a take a number. Uh, here's a service being provided of some sort, or uh, I, I'm not sure what you maybe have taken a flyer on. Probably not Coupons? since like probably not know. since like college, like the like college message boards. You see, like yeah. you're walking through campus and you see like, hey, free couch. Take that's a number. the first thing Things I thought like was that. some kind of furniture deal. Yeah, that's probably the last time I, I took a flyer. Remember George Costanza, guitar lessons, took yep. the number in his wallet, everything just flew out of the wallet? I've been accused before of having the George Costanza you wallet. You kind of do. It's, I keep once we, once we start doing some video episodes of Territory Talk, we'll show people your wallet. It's a filing system. <laughs> I, I can't keep it in the back pocket, but uh, it's not quite to George's level. Uh, Territory Talk is always presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. You're going to surprise me later on, Jameson Olive, with a segment here on the show. Uh, we will have our Stanley Cup final predictions coming up a little bit later on before we, uh, yeah, do we have well to here uh, on this one. Just, uh, we'll see how things play. We like predictions. Still grumpy on, over here. We, we like predicting. You do because you won the, the prediction show. game all year. Yeah, I do. I did win the prediction. I I was very good at the. You prediction. won the prediction game regular season and postseason. I mean, I'm not going to say I was very good at the prediction game because remember there was about a month and a yeah, half. No, where you just, you just had better. Stra- you, you learned how to how to work the game a little bit. I took a couple big swings that paid off. Yeah. So it was kind of like the approach that a lot of these young hitters coming up in Major League Baseball are taking. Yeah, the Doug Plague's approach: just swing for the fences every single time and. It's probably going to work out for you. But one thing we can say, Doug, is Anton Levchi, you know, we're looking forward to seeing him here. We're looking forward to way to tie, way to bring us back around. Looking forward to seeing how he likes to have his name pronounced. Uh, you know, we're going with what we got so far. We're going. I've heard that a couple places, but like I said, things change when skies get over here. You never know. So looking forward to seeing him come training camp here with the Panthers. Another addition here for the Panthers. Another guy that could turn into something special. And of course, with what Bill Zito's done here so far, no reason to think uh, this guy definitely doesn't have a lot of potential. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, but, everything's turned to gold that uh, Bill Zito has, has touched since he's yeah. really been here as the general general manager. But that's the last finish we're talking here today. Now it's a full Swedish episode from here on out. Right across the sea there. Keeping things up in the Nordic we're, region. We're taking a ferry. We're taking a ferry from Helsinki to Stockholm now, which we did. We took the ferry, or I did. I took the ferry from Helsinki to Estonia. You missed that trip. But well, yeah, I, it's a lovely so ferry. What I was doing, and this was one of the, I went over to the arena. I went to Hartwall Arena that day. You guys went to Estonia. I went to Hartwall Arena. And we could have gone to Stockholm, but Estonia just sounded interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's one of those places that... How often are you going to get to Estonia? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to get over there. But it's, it's an Estonia throw from Helsinki. Jameson, uh, recalling, taking things back uh, close to four years now. How about that? It's yeah. been about four years since we uh, went to Helsinki. 
You went to Estonia. A group of you went to Estonia. I went to Hartwall Arena with the radio voice of the Jets, Paul Edmonds, very nice person, one of my favorites in the league. And we went and set up our radio gear and made sure everything worked because uh, it could have been problematic if it didn't. Uh, and it was a place. And I was just on a goodwill we mission. Broadcast a before. Panthers goodwill mission to Estonia. Yes, making uh, sure everyone there knew about the Panthers. And and for that reason, I hereby pronounce you the Florida Panthers ambassador to Estonia. I like that title. I'll take that title any day of the week. That is Jameson Olive's new title, as well as uh, co-host here on Territory Talk. <laughs> but taking it back to Sweden, which we often do here, we, we I feel like we say taking it back a lot here on the show because we kind of get because off track there's a lot. there's tangents. It's the off season. Yeah, we t- we're taking it back now to Sweden. Like we said, we if you saw how we were us. how we were here doing the show, it's a very relaxed yeah, edition couches of Territory today. Talk. It's very uh, cushiony leather couch with a, a lounge table that mm-hmm. we have here. And we have Patrick Hornquist, Gus Forsling today. Our two favorite Swedes here at the Panthers. Um, each interview about six or so minutes. That's why we figured we'd knock them both out today. Uh, first and foremost, Patrick Hornquist, Doug. You know, second season here with the Panthers. Obviously, you look back to last season, and everyone kind of said, you know, bringing him over was kind of the, the 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 conduit for the culture change here with the Panthers. It was with, Bill Zito's first move? Yeah, his first move, and boy, did it pay off. I mean, you, you look at that locker room now, and. Patrick Hornquist is all over it in terms of attitude, in terms of preparation, in terms of how guys practice. Uh, we see it. We got a little bit closer to it this year, thankfully, with COVID restrictions coming back a bit. Um, I think one of the craziest things I saw was in the Quest for the Cup behind-the-scenes videos uh, that we did for the playoffs. It was one of the Washington games, and they were in the locker room. And um, Hornquist, this was probably first or second intermission, and all the guys were kind of doing their usual, you know, eat a banana or just loosening up, focusing. And he was just, like, shaking in a corner because he was just so amped up. And you just the fire and the intensity that he has is obviously infectious, and the guys love him. The guys love having him on the bench. But it's not just that, Doug. He's still producing. I mean, this past season, 11 goals, 17 assists, primarily a fourth-line guy. Uh, power play here and there. Obviously, was on PP1 for a bit, then PP2. But PP2 doesn't play much on this team because PP1 is so stacked with talent. So um, 56.36, Corsi 4, a great player in the possession game still. And we talked about this the other episode when we talked about Ryan Lomberg. But that Lomberg, Louis Dorainen, uh Hornquist line was one of the best for the Panthers for a good six, seven weeks, it felt like. And even after that, it was just a really strong fourth line. So Patrick Hornquist still a ton to offer the Panthers, but even this season, still uh, producing at a great level out there on the fourth yeah, line. Yeah, you, you, from the days walked in the door, you can't put a price on what he's meant from the intangible side of things, but he's continued to produce. And that fire is infectious. And it's one of those, it's one of those attributes. Every one of these guys has Attri- an intensity. Attributes or attributes? Uh, I would say attribute attributes. would be a quality, and a tr- to attribute <laughs> something would be. Uh, Jameson Olive tweeted that I'm going to attribute it to him. Yes, I like our lessons here. Yes, that's the uh, that's a, a word lesson. The word of the day. Yes, word of the day is attribute or attribute. But in this case, we're talking about attributes, and it's Patrick Hornquist who has a lot of very good ones. And he's as responsible as anybody for the really just uh, evolution of mental makeup uh, for this team and, and approach and just the overall the overall fire and intensity that he brings. It's not something that you can necessarily sit here and quantify. There's not a chart that shows. I think we can quantify that, it in the but, sense of just like hearing the guys talk about it. But that yes, that's the best sense. Every single guy will his mention Panther his praise importance per 60. to this team. Yes. Panther praise per sixty off the charts. Yes, he is. Uh, he's the guy that gets a lot of the credit for for it's a it's a leadership role, but it's also 
that uh, that competitive spirit, that fire that he brings, the intensity. Uh, he might have more intensity than just a more visible intensity than just about anybody that you could see across the whole National Hockey League, and that rubs off on everybody. So he's meant so much to this team. He's continued to produce. He's got two Stanley Cups, and I can tell you just from the firsthand experience, he doesn't want to just settle for two Stanley Cup rings. He wants more. And, uh, well, I guess without further ado, Jameson, should we get into the conversation? We should, but we need a disclaimer before we get into it. If you remember, I know it's been a couple weeks now since we did the interview. Oh yes, this was something <laughs> never before in territory talk history. So let's uh, let's re- let's remember it's exit day, so the guys have you know their 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 dop kits and whatnot, a couple bags here and there. They're emptying out their stalls, and he comes in to talk to us, and he sits down. And the moment he sits down, this buzzing noise starts, and we're in a small you know sound room, so it sounds like it's coming from everywhere. I I'm like looking from, at the I ceiling, the AC, yeah, and he's looking around everywhere, and then we're all just like. I was over by the door. I'm yeah. looking around the door. We're What's like, going we just got to do this. We got to go. So throughout this, you know, five six minute interview, you're gonna hear a, a buzz in the background. It's not too overpowering, but you're definitely gonna hear it. But what happened was, when we were done, he got up and left, and the buzz went with him. Jameson looked at me and he goes, "Wait, it was him." And I don't know if he was pranking us. I don't think he was because it all happened very fast. But I think he literally just dropped his bag and either like a razor or an electric toothbrush. Just like went off. It sounded in his bag. like your like your average garden variety electric razor or toothbrush. And and we've all had this happen. You you throw it in the drawer. Yep. And the on switch gets pushed over, and all of a sudden it's on, and you're looking around. And but the, I, I I don't think it was intentional because as he was no, leaving, he was, was still looking around trying to figure out where it was. But it, to me, it was just so amazing because it never sounded like it was coming from his area. If it was intentional, Until he sold he it really well. Yes. But, yes, that's our disclaimer here. And, of course, Territory Talk, as always, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers, Doug. And one more closing it, it thought from you before we get to this caught us all interview. by surprise. It I don't think I don't think any of us knew exactly what was going on. And it makes you wonder, at what point, perhaps, did Patrick Hornquist realize that his razor toothbrush, I like, whatever I was, like, was on? I, I would like to imagine it followed him all the way home. Like he's or in the car. did the battery just die eventually? <laughs> Those things get hot too if they you do. leave them on too long. Well, I, I've had that happen before, where like I threw it in like a dop kit before a, a vacation. It clearly ran the whole trip, and then I get it, and it's just dead. The batteries are dead. Yeah. Well, Patrick Hornquist uh, either had to recharge it or had to get a couple <laughs> of new double A's or whatever it was for uh, for that uh, electric razor toothbrush, what have you. Let's get into the conversation. We didn't talk about razors. We talked about hockey with Panthers forward Patrick Hornquist. Well, Patrick, first, obviously still fresh, but uh, anything you can look back on here that might be some of the first things that stand out when you think about this season? No, obviously uh, disappointing. Uh, losing four straight to Tampa after, you know, winning against Washington. I think that's going to – I thought that's going to be like we take the next step and then we come out against Tampa and, yeah, they beat us. And, and yeah, that's that's still fresh in my mind and, and uh, that's frustrated, but uh, – yeah, we did some good things, but we we still have a few things to clean up to to then, to take the next step. And you talk about teams learning lessons with each loss in the playoffs. You've been a part of a lot of teams in the playoffs. How do those lessons kind of show themselves in future seasons? How do you kind of take them and then apply them moving forward? I just think to to learn from and like uh, against Tampa. I think uh, our last game game four there we we played our style and and yeah they won the game, but I think we have to we can't play their game we have to play our game and that's why we're so good in the regular season have all that success and and then when the playoff came around we we, we tried to you know play another type of game and it didn't really work for us and I think believing 
yourself, believe in your system, believe in your teammates, and 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 all that goes a long way in the playoffs too. Now you able to look back at now your two seasons here and look at you guys have you've accomplished a lot. Can you look at it and say that you guys have come a long way? For sure, hundred uh, percent. From my first day here to where we are today, it's it's a it's a big step for for me as a player, all the players around, and the organization. So. I think we have all the pieces to take even more steps, and that's why it's frustrating right now. We talk about this group. Just how much fun was it coming to the rink every day this season? Obviously, the historic regular season. But just, you guys look like you're having so much fun out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is the best regular season I've been in, I I ever been part of. And and even when we're down a few goals, we know we're gonna win the game. And and that uh, just goes a long way. And uh, the players. Uh, all have almost carrier years, so it's, it's fun to be around and everyone was smi- smiling and happy every day. And and yeah, that was a it's gonna be a moment for for a long time for me for sure. And it seems like you guys do have a group that genuinely enjoys being around together, not just a group that enjoys playing together, but guys that enjoy hanging around together. How much does that lend itself to what you guys have been able to accomplish? No, that's that's huge. I think uh, if if you like each other, you play better, and uh, if you play for each other, you play better too. So uh, those goes hand in hand, and when you see you be breaking all those records it's it's just makes everyone smiling and, and work a little harder on the ice too what drives you every day at this point in your career you've already accomplished so much but you, you seem to love being out there more maybe more than anyone yeah i just love the game uh, i will do this for as long as i can and uh, i love to compete i love to win and and i love to be around the boys so uh, as long as I have that, I'm going to keep playing. And you share so much with the boys. We've seen you a couple times after practice out there skating with your kids. How nice is it to be at this point in your career where they can kind of share your career with you out there? No, that's, you know, that's special moments for sure when you bring your kids out after practice. And uh, I always remember when I saw Arnott did it in in, in Nashville my first couple of years. And, and it'll, that was a big moment for me back then. And now my kids are on the ice. So uh, I just try to have them around as much as I can because one day it'll be over. What's an off-season program look like for you? Do you take a little bit of time? Do you obviously have some family time? When do you start ramping things up? No, I take a few weeks right now and uh, go back to Sweden and spend some time in the, my family and obviously, obviously my, my parents back home and my wife's parents and, and all that. And, and then focus is for, for next year. Uh, come in better shape and, uh, yeah, build build uh, build something new and, and come come back stronger. One guy I want to ask you about, just in, in particular, uh, Gustav Forsing, a fellow Swede like yourself. Uh, he's a guy that's really come into his own this last two seasons you've been here. Just what have you seen from him and just his evolution? Seems like both skill and confidence through the roof for him. Yeah, his skating abilities, you know, probably one of the best in the league. And you, you can, if you skate like that, you you know you're going to have good games almost every, every single night because he never get beat wide. He never get beat to the pucks and and then he's he's confidence to make play small plays in the middle and enjoy the rush so uh yeah he's been probably taking the the biggest step so far since since i came now, last one for me here patrick your your leadership skills are you know people praise them across the league and you can tell that you've rubbed off on a, a lot of guys here was there a point in your career where you started to really embrace that kind of leadership role I think when I when I met Sid in in, in Pet, uh, uh, I always tried to find role models around me, and his leadership is obviously at the highest level in all time. And and he's always calm, and he's always competing hard, and he's always, you know, smiling and have fun with the with the competition. I think that goes a long way. Yeah, we love watching you play every night. Great competitor. Thanks for your time. Thank Thanks, you, Patrick. guys.
Great chat with Patrick Hornquist. Picked up a lot of interesting things, and I know we 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 like to talk about the season. Like to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, thought it was interesting when he when he mentioned that uh, a lot of the the feel for leadership skills that he has. He said some things changed when he played with with Sidney Crosby, and I thought that was uh, was interesting to hear. Yeah, because I feel story. like we don't hear enough about like everyone knows Sid's an all time great, but the the leadership skills and stuff guys picked up from Sid you don't hear about as much as maybe you should. So that was really cool to hear about. Loved hearing about him talking about watching Jason Arnott with his kids out there on the ice, and now he's that guy. And it's been fun to watch him. A couple, a lot of dads on this team. We saw that quite a bit. I think the most fun, Radko Gudis and Uncle Uncle Anthony Duclair, as he calls himself, uh, having fun with uh, with Gud's kids out there as well. So a, a real fan. We talk about the culture in Pantherland, but the family environment as well uh, is definitely a part of that here. But from Patrick to hear just about you know the fire and the season, I, the, the crazy thing is I think you know he's got two cups. But that fire is burning brighter than ever. Yeah, he's not done. Three. Yeah. And that, like we said, infectious to the rest of the guys. But I, I did make sure to ask him about Gus Forsling there in that chat, his fellow countryman. And you, you hear about what he was saying about Gus and just the, the insane praise for Gus. And there are nights where, I mean, this season I was watching, and you can easily say maybe Gus was the Panthers' best defenseman that night. And that happened more than once. And that's nothing against the other defensemen because they're all great out there. You look at Eck, you look at Weegs. They have you know amazing, consistent games. But there were some games where Gus was just motoring out there, shooting everything, breaking up all the plays, you know, shutting down every opposing rush of the blue line. And you, where'd that come from? You, you got to wonder. And obviously, it's always been there. And that's kind of what the Panthers have done. Whether it was him, Verhage, like we said, Duke, all these guys. These guys come in here with something that needs to be unlocked, and they get here, and it gets unlocked, and clearly it's unlocked for Gus Forsling. And, Doug, before I get to you and your thoughts, let's go to the numbers on Gus because he's got fun numbers. So, first, let's just go to the playoffs, plus seven in the playoffs, tied with Verhage for the highest on the team. He was hovering on plus ten for a bit there, but pretty much every time he was on the ice in the playoffs, good things were happening, especially when he got back with Mackenzie Weger. That pairing was pretty dynamite most nights. So, um, like what he did in the playoffs, not a ton of experience in the playoffs, He's definitely one of those guys that's starting to take that next step there, getting that experience, but really like what he did, especially against Washington in round one. But 55.77 Corsi 4, positive player just like Hornquist. Pretty much every Panther kind of hovers around 55, which is pretty incredible. It just shows you how good they are as a possession team. Plus 41 this season during the regular season. One more than Mackenzie Weger. I think there were years where in Pantherland, Doug, where in order to get plus 41, a guy would have to play here for maybe a decade. <laughs> to get just to that number because this team just that wasn't this team and now look at a guy like Gus Forsling plus 41 and then all the numbers all career highs goals 10 assists 27 points 37 games played 71 all career highs and the most amazing thing Doug zero power play points that was all built at even strength for uh for Gus Forsling so he's definitely a guy that even without power play points with how good his shot is and when he does you know start to shoot it there were times this year he a lot of posts came close a lot of times he's a guy I could easily see scoring 15 goals without ever touching the power play yeah it was all five on five damage and uh, he can play in all situations and the thing with him that again maybe doesn't show up on the box score but he has the ability to be able to take some risks out there because he can skate himself out of trouble he really doesn't get himself into trouble well he can take risks and his D partners can take risks yep. yep the amount of times we saw Gus just gun it back to break up a to break up a two on zero or two on one the other way it was really impressive. Yeah, he's got great footwork, great speed, and one of those guys that when he skates just kind of makes it look effortless in, yep. in a way. The way that he can uh, he can glide around out there. So, uh, guy's been really fun to watch. The Panthers really got 
at the 11th hour of the offseason uh, before— Literally got him for nothing. Yeah, picked him up off, off waivers from the Carolina Hurricanes, who had just too many guys, victim of a numbers game there. The Panthers wound up being the beneficiaries of that. And then we were the beneficiaries of that because we got to have him here on Territory Talk. By the way, I'm going to refer to you as my fellow countryman. A fellow countryman? Yeah. Yeah, that, that sounds I'm Not right. just co-host. You're a fellow countryman and co-host now. Especially since this is the all Swedish version, we got we got we got yes. a pair up today. Two yes. Swedes, two Americans. But even if you look at Gus Forsling's contract, we talk about the Panthers. Obviously, like you said, got him for nothing. But then, of course, saw that potential, made sure to re-sign him, and thankfully, he's here for at least the next two seasons. Then he's a UFA. But for the next two seasons, at under three mil cap hit per, it's a beautiful bit of business there by the Panthers. Because, like we said, his stock is just rising every single game he plays. Panthers defenseman Gus Forsling, kind enough to take some time out for us here on Territory Talk. Let's get to that conversation right here. All right, well, Gus, first, uh, I know it's uh, the ending of the season is still fresh right now, but when you look back, uh, what are some of the things that stand out from this group? And obviously, you did accomplish a lot during the season. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think this has been uh, the most fun I have the ever uh, in the season you know uh, for sure the ending wasn't what we wanted but uh, I think we took a lot of good good steps in the right direction uh, and I think we're we're we're, we're there uh, with the best teams for sure does it feel good to know that you are there and you just that 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 next hurdle is obviously a big one but you, you do have the pieces to get over it yeah for sure uh, I think everyone knows we can score goals and and and, and be a great team uh, like that but I think we, we're just gonna take the next step and be a winning team you know when when it comes down to the playoffs because that's that's when it matters the most and you talk about taking that next step uh, obviously there are lessons you can take from every season are those things that maybe come to mind as you digest the season over the summer or do you think there are already some things that you guys can look at as as things that we're learning experiences uh I think it's gonna be a lot of a lot of learning experience for sure I think uh uh, when you think about it, uh, we should be proud of ourselves for the season. But you know, I think everyone wants to wants to win. You know, that's wh- that's why we play play the game, and and uh, this is gonna be tough. Uh, but I think, like 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 you said, we're gonna have a lot of learning experience uh, these couple of weeks. And the way this season went, and obviously going into next season, everybody around the league knows how good you guys are. That you guys are a contender, and you're right there. How does it feel knowing that? You know, every night you're you're getting everybody's a game. You're one of the teams that everybody else wants to beat because everybody knows you guys are up near the top. For sure, it's it's a lot of fun. I think uh, for sure this season too it was kind of like that too. Everyone knew we, were, uh, we had a we had a great team and uh, everyone want to play their best game and we're gonna get everyone's a game for sure. So that's that's what we like. And your personal level, your own game, career highs and goals, assists, points, games played, everything. Just personal level, how'd you feel about your season? Uh, I think uh, I think I had a good season for sure. Uh, I think I took the next the next little step in my in the right direction, and I think I got a couple more steps for sure the, to to next season. Uh, I want to keep keep bringing it uh, both offensively and defensively. And what does it just this, this two years here meant to you? I mean, you come off waivers, you come here, you get an opportunity right away, and now here you are coming off an incredible season. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's only been two years, so it's. It goes fast for sure, but uh, I think uh, I just I just worked hard and and took the chance when I got it, and just yeah, just work hard every day, and uh, and 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 then it's gonna work out. 
How much has it helped? I mean, you guys have such a talented group of players. How much does that bring out the best in your own game when you're playing with uh, the level of talent that you have in that dressing room? Yeah, well, it's it's a lot of fun, you know, when you step step on the ice with guys uh, guys that skill, you know, Barky and Hubie and all those guys. So we got we got so much talent. Uh, so we know we're gonna score a lot of goals. We just gotta gotta figure out the rest. Looking ahead to the off season, what's your off season look like? You know, training regimen, things like that. Uh, I'm gonna head home pretty soon, uh, and uh, maybe take a week off and and just get get the get to heal the body a little bit, and then back to work. You know, I I uh, I'm gonna do uh, keep doing the same thing that I've been doing. And when you take some time off, you mentioned uh, I'm sure the time away from the rink is just as important to the recovery as, you know, that training that you do. Uh, when you disconnect, when you step away from the rink, what are some of the things that you, you like to do over the course of the summer? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fishing guy, okay. so uh, that's, that's pretty much all I do when I'm not working out back home. Where do you where do you go to fish? Where are the big spots out uh, in Sweden? Can't tell you the best spots, but <laughs> uh, no, I just... just Around, uh, we actually, me and uh, my fiance just bought a house back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's gonna, we, we haven't seen it yet, so it's gonna be fun to see the house. And it's right by a lake, so uh, I'm gonna fish that lake. Is it furnished, or are you walking into an empty house? No, it's gonna be empty. Yeah, okay, it's a so, summer project, right? Yeah, there. yeah, so we got, we got a lot of things to do. What do you, what do you go for? What's the most exciting thing you've pulled in? Oh, I, I enjoy uh, pike fishing a lot, big pikes, you know, that, that's probably. My favorite is that part of the off-season workout. I mean, the upper body gets a good workout. Oh yeah, fishing. it's it's it's. I think it's a lot of mental too, like yeah. a mental game. So, you know, you gotta stay patient, and it's it's a lot of fun. And we talk about just hanging out, all the guys in that room, and how tight the room was this season. I know you guys do a lot of stuff off the ice as well. Is there one guy in particular you're leaving today, and you're like, man, I can't wait to see that guy again come September? Ah, uh, you know, I think it's. Every every guy is 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 for sure. Uh, like we had such a great team, and uh, like I said, we had a lot of fun on and but uh, but off the ice too. I think that's that reflected the game on the ice too. You know, so I'm looking forward to seeing everyone. And obviously, the fan support's been great. They really were behind you guys all years. Loud buildings, you know, crazy crowds here, especially during all those comebacks. What's it like now looking, you know, in the stands during warm-ups and people have Forsling signs and yeah. Forsling jerseys? And like you said, it's been a crazy two years here. Yeah, it's kind of surreal, to be honest. It's, uh, I don't know. I get su- surprised and shocked every time I see it. So it's amazing. Has anyone come out to you in public yet when you're around South Florida and be like, yeah, hey, it's Gustav Forsling? Uh, no, actually... Actually, not, 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 not really. You get maybe to fly a couple, the radar. Yeah, I think maybe a couple times. But Lombi was saying he gets stopped all the time, but that's because he's got yeah, the hair. hair. He's got the look. Yeah, he's got the look. Sure. <laughs> I don't have that. I'm well, all in. We know we're we're always excited to see you stop by the ring, stop by, uh, stop by our show here. So we thank you very much for your time. And uh, it, like I said, it's been a, a lot of fun watching you play these couple of seasons. We can't wait to see you hit the ice again. Thank you, guys. Panthers defenseman Gus Forsling right there. Territory Talk, as always, presented by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. And good to hear from him there as he talked about his uh, his love for fishing. Big yeah. fisherman, Gus Forsling. Can't tell us the secret spot, though. The the pike. He yeah. liked fishing for the pike. For that secret fam- <laughs> Forsling family spot, we'll never know. Generational, passed down. And Jameson Olive and I, uh, we're still looking for the good fishing spot. We are. We are. I mean, Florida, anywhere you drop your line is pretty good. But... Um, I also just like we were talking about the last two years, and he wasn't like, 
yeah, you know, I crushed it, blah, blah, blah. Even he, like, you couldn't really see there because you're, you're listening, but his eyes kind of got wise. Like, yeah, like, this has been a crazy two years, you know? Like, you can only imagine what, how good this feels for a guy like Gus who really, you know, didn't work with Chicago, didn't work for the Hurricanes. At what point are you thinking, hey, maybe I want to be back in the SHL in Sweden in a couple of years. Took maybe a while this, to find a home. Maybe this is it. And then you come here and it's like, nope. NHL career right back on track. Everything's going great, and you gotta you, you see how much he appreciates it. You see how confident he is right now, and he's like I said, definitely one of those guys I'm really excited to see play next year. Yeah, it took him a, a little bit to to find a home, but he certainly got one here. And the Panthers happy that he is on their side. And again, just uh, an exciting player. An Would you say a fan skater. favorite too? I mean, every guy on this team has fans that like them, but I feel like Gus is becoming one of those universal fan favorites. Do you feel like that? I think so, because as you alluded to with the numbers, and fans pick up on this, A, over the time that he's been here in two years, good things tend to happen when he's out there. Mm-hmm. So that's going to win you That's going to win you fans. He's a he plays smoothly, and his name's Gus. It's fun. It's a fun name. Yeah. There aren't there aren't Gus's Gus, Gus. everywhere. Yeah, there aren't a lot of Gus's. So he's. Uh, I, I think every guy on this team, since this team's really turned the corner, and, and every guy on this team has a fan club. Yeah, locally, every every, te- every guy on this team has a a devout fan base. I see the signs before every single game, and every guy's got a sign. Pretty and much. that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty. But much. Doug. Those were our two interviews, Patrick Hornquist, Gustav Forslang. Big shout-out to those guys. Can't wait to see them back here for camp. Countrymen, uh, fellow countrymen. Fellow countrymen. Can't wait to see them back here for camp and just see what they do uh, with this Panthers team as they look to make that next step deeper into the playoffs and eventually contend for that Stanley Cup. But, Doug, because this is a Swedish episode of Territory Talk, I wanted to play a little game with you, and I know we're already going a little long because so we have two interviews, so I'm okay. not going to you know, drag you through the coals here with this one, but I wanted to play a little game here. All right. So how much do you know about the Swedish language? Uh, I'd say pretty darn close to nothing. Pretty darn close to nothing. So you may know a little bit. But let me tell you right now, about 10 million people, according to this website I'm reading, speak Swedish. And it's a Germanic language like Icelandic, Norwegian, and Danish. The Swedish, Danish, Norwegian languages all come from Old Norse about a thousand years ago with some low German thrown in. So how's your low German? Uh, my last name's German. So, okay, so you're, you're coming equipped to this game. So what I'm going to do here is I just want to see how you fare in this game. I'm going to give you a couple Swedish words. I'm going to tell you, like, I'm going to give you a, a box to play in here so you're not just shooting blind. Okay. But I just want to see how you do give here. Give me the category? Yes, I'm going to give you the category, and I just want to see how you do here with a couple Swedish words. Because I'm, I'm always just so impressed by the guys that come over here from Europe and just all the languages they know. Of course, we have the guys, the French-Canadians that are, you know, bilingual. You know, they have their French, they have their English. But some of these guys coming from Europe, you look at a guy like Gus that can speak Swedish, that can speak English. A guy like Barky, uh, Finnish, Russian, English. I was going to say Barkov. I think, turn- he might, I think Barky might know a little German, too. Yeah, turning it back a few years... Dennis Mulgan could remember. Dennis he, Mulgan he spoke like five languages. Yeah, because he was from Switzerland. They can speak a lot of languages. Typically, they learn everything, and it kind of makes you feel bad over here. Like I, I, I took Spanish growing up, and I'm pretty good. But like, not like these guys. These guys are all well versed in so many different languages, and it's it's so impressive. So I'm gonna see how you do here, because you got to start learning Swedish. I feel like we're we've had the Finnish pipeline for a lot of years. The Swedish pipeline starting to get a little bit bigger here in South Florida. So Doug, how do you feel about professions? You want to start with professions. I'll take professions. And I'm, I'm not, I hope this, I get, it's going to read it out. So I'm not going to try to read it myself because I'll just embarrass myself. We should get some cheesy game show music for this. <laughs> got the budget? Playing in the background. Let's get some budget for some. We have some royalty-free game some show royalty music. Some royalty-free game show music. But Doug, okay, let's, uh, let's go through the game here a little bit. We're starting with professions. So this is Doug guessing Swedish words, what they mean, what they're. Can we call it occupations instead of professions? 
It says professions here, but for your sake, we'll call it occupations. If that's going to help you in the game. So our first one here. Are you ready? Yes. I got to pick one here. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go for, let's see. Okay. Let's see if this sound comes through. Did you get that? Not very, I don't think. You got to lean in for this. Um, an assistant. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. That's of, one for done. what? Just an assistant. The term for assistant is assistant. <laughs> so I'm All starting right. with some easy Got ones. Got it. Okay. Number two. Got it. Do you need that again? Can I hear it once, once more? Got it. Songwriter. Close. Singer. But I'll give that to you because you got a little bit of it. Okay. A lot of a lot of singers write their own songs. Number three. I'm 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 easing you into this as you can okay. tell. Can I hear that one more time? Is that like uh, something about coffee? No, that's a chauffeur. A chauffeur. Yes, a driver. It's exactly. a dri- It is. Yes. Really. So I'm gonna get that. Like before, I called you out on that. You got that. So that's very impressive. Um, so what are you right now? About two and a half we're giving you here? Uh, thereabouts, yeah. I'm going to do two, two more from profession here because you're doing pretty good. Dictor. Could I hear that one more time, please? Dictor. Oof. I don't know. I thought this was an easy one. Um... I, I I don't I, the teacher I don't know I don't have director a, a direct oh I, I guess it was it's almost exactly the it same director okay so now I'm going for the two hard ones <laughs> these are okay. gonna be fun ones you gotta be up that end that's so easy you have to get it could I hear it one more time please you gotta be up that end <laughs> is that like a toll booth operator no. what is it it's a builder oh. The B's there. You should have got that. And last one. This is a fun one. What do you mean should have got that? This is a this is a this is a fun one. What do you think? These are all professions. They're fairly Can like one more time. These are classic, straightforward professions. I'm yep. not doing like funny offshoot professions. A roar mocular. I mean, that's almost the pronunciation, but it's not the profession. Uh. Roar Mokular. You're learning. Is that... Roar Is that a, an air traffic controller? See, that's, that's, I'm not going that niche on you. I'll give you one more guess. Roar <laughs> They get hard. What is that? It's a plumber. A plumber? Yeah. Wow. So Super Mario was a... Roar A Roar Mokular. There you go. You got that. So Doug... For professions, I think you did not great. No, but, not particularly. Okay, so now we're going... So a toll booth operator is not... Nope, but now we're going to fashion and accessories. Okay. We're going to do three of each. Now. I don't know much we're about that in English. Here. So I'm going to find some, some easy ones here. Or I think... <laughs> First one here for you, Doug. Flip-flops. Flip-flops? <laughs> yes. Flip-flops is flip-flops. Okay. <laughs> okay. Kamadi? Kamai. 
Is that a hat? It's a jacket. Oh. Obviously. It's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. <laughs> and last one here. Let's go. Ooh. Hmm. There's some fun there's some fun ones here. Ooh, this will be a good one. Think hard. Voldrecht. Starts with a B. Baldrecht. Baldrecht. Hmm. Is that a belt? Bathing suit. Bathing suit. We don't know any. We don't know any Swedish here. We have a assistant. We got that. We got a and flip flops. We both got flops. Fl- yeah. fl- fl- flip flops is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, last ones. I'm doing three of these. Means of transportation. Okay. That's a vehicle. Mm. Car? Be more specific. Car? It's a bike. So you can see there, sequel, like bicycle. Oh, that's what I... There's some breadcrumbs on some of these. Yeah, there are. Next one. Helicopter. Helicopter. (laughs) All right. I'll loop to you there. Helicopter. Helicopter. I could go on a helicopter wearing my fleet flops with my uh, C-Stomp. You know what? Transportation's all pretty easy. Like, you'll get this one easy. It's an autobus. That's a bus. It's a bus. Auto, Next one. Autobus. Taxi. That's a taxi That's cab. A ta- yeah. So the good thing is a lot of this transportation seems to be pretty straightforward. So I think if we went to Sweden, we could at least get into Wasn't the vehicles that, we need to get into. I remember in French in high school, bus, I think, was autobus or something like that. Am I, am I totally wrong on that? Does that sound right? It was something like that. That's, uh, it took four years of French. No, so if we, if we go to Sweden... And we need to get somewhere. We know how to get to the vehicles. We know what kind of vehicles we might need for whatever the 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 transportation could be. If we need to, if we have a long trip, short trip, we could get on our our sequel. Okay, but Cicla. I'm going for this last. This is I don't know how this is going to sound. I went back to professions because professions are by far the funnest, and they have the least ties to things we know. So this is really out there. I don't know how it's going to sound, but it's the it, it's the, it's the wildest looking to me on this page. So we're back in professions. This is the last one. I just want to see if you come even close to this. Okay. This is like double jeopardy. Doug's head just dropped. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Let's go again. Is that a records manager? Give you one more try. Works outside. Works outside. It has no. I can't draw any lines here. This is landscaper shot works outside. I, I might give that to you because it's a gardener. Oh, close. Ding, 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 ding. I think a lot of landscapers would call themselves. So what we learned and here, versa. and apologies to our Swedish listeners who just think we are terrible and don't know anything because we don't. But I think we learned a little bit here today, and I think we should get better at learning Finnish and Swedish given our professions. Because my French isn't. I, I can. Someone can speak to me in French, and I can pick up the gist. I took four so years. My Spanish of French. is pretty good. I took four years of French in high school, and. I can't sit here and have conversations, but it actually long-term benefited me because I am pretty good with all these French-Canadian last names. I know the syllables. I know the sounds. I learned all that in high school, and I can, uh, I can thank my uh, four years of French at Trenton High School in Trenton, Michigan for learning the sounds, for teaching me the sounds uh, in the French language. So I enjoyed those classes back then, too. That was fun, but uh, it's it's been something that has benefited me 
in the long term. You always wonder, when am I going to use the Every high school kid might say that at some point. Or when am I going to use all with French? I ended up using it. Yeah, I ended up using my Spanish quite a bit. But I, I, I wish I would have learned more as a kid. Who, who, no, no kid wants to learn more, but I wish I could go back in time and tell you Remember the commercials for the, uh, that, that program, Muzzy? Oh, yeah. Of course. We used to watch it uh, in school, too. I just remember the term for, I think it was French, it was parking meter. It was like parkmeter. Oh. Because he ate them. That's what, he, that's what Muzzy ate. I grew up in, just outside Detroit, right across the river from Canada, so I watched Canadian Sesame Street as a youngster. And part of Canadian Sesame Street was certain French vocabulary. Well, speaking of going to France and when we go to Montreal, whenever we do go to Montreal, I, I, like 90% of the channels on TV are in French. Of course, we're in Montreal. And watching French, the French Simpsons, I actually get a lot because I know most of those episodes like the back of my hand, so I actually get to learn a lot watching French Simpsons. That's, I, I mean, the, so that's totally in French. Yes. Like Canadian Sesame Street, they, like, they teach you certain French words. Oh. They, they teach you to count in French. So, uh, I mean, at, at like age four, I, I was counting to ten in French because I was watching my Sesame Street on the CBC. And now you're ready to go work in the queue at any point. At any moment. You're ready to uh, go. The Ramuski Oceanic. But Doug, Territory Talk, as always, presented by our friends over at Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. I know you wanted to end here with a stand, little, 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 little Stanley Cup final talk. I guess just a prediction. I'm saying Tampa Bay in seven. And here's my rationale. The biggest thing that could swing this, Braden Point and Azam Kadri. If one plays and the other doesn't, the team that has their guy playing is going to get a major boost over the other. If either of them are remotely close to being 100%, they're not going to be 100%. Yeah. Nobody's 100% in the Stanley Cup final, especially not those two. But if either team gets their guy back and the other doesn't, it's going to be a big feather in the cap of whoever gets their player back. The Colorado Avalanche, they have lit up the scoreboard in the playoffs, but they have played Nashville's backup. Not to take anything away from them, they've played against Nashville's backup. They've played against Jordan Bennington and Billy Husso. They've played against Mike Smith. They haven't seen anything like Andre Vasilevsky yet. And the reason I'm saying Tampa Bay in seven is I am just not sure anybody can take four out of seven from Andre Vasilevsky in a seven-game series. Yeah, like it has come down to in every series thus far, it's going to come down to goaltending and power plays. And who gets the most power plays, who converts on their power plays. Both teams obviously have a dynamite power play. Um, but I think you look at guys like McKinnon and McCarr and like just utter superstars, but they haven't been here before. And the Lightning have been here a lot, especially recently. And I so, think Colorado's lineup, I think they do have the better overall lineup. Yeah, but... But it, I think, as we've seen in the playoffs, maybe nobody... Uh, the Lightning and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA have both demonstrated how valuable that know-how and experience is. Because I don't know that a, a lot of folks had either of these teams winning it all again, and they both have a chance and to like do it. And like you can say, like, like Tampa kind of did against us, You, if, if you don't think you can beat the team on pure skill, you just fall back, rely on your goaltending and your power play. And they did that, and it worked. And if they can do that against the Avalanche, you look at the Avalanche, it, yeah, they have the power play, but they don't really have the goaltending. Whereas, you know, Lightning got both. So I don't want to say the Lightning, but if I actually had to put money on it, and like my life was on the line to bet on one of these teams, I'd probably experience, you know, play style. I'd probably go Lightning, but I definitely want the Avalanche to win because I just think it'd be fun for that team and those stars to kind of take that next step. A guy like, you know, Rontanen, like I said, McKinnon, McCarr, um, Jacob McDonald, former Florida Panther. Be nice to see him get a ring. Katie Gauze. We're always rooting for Katie Gauze over here. So I want the Avalanche to win, obviously, but if I actually had to go down to the MGM and put 
real money on this, I'd probably you'd be crazy. I think to go against the Lightning. Yeah, over the I can, I mean I can say over the course of my career, I've had at various points. Jared Bednar and John Cooper have both been outstanding to me and outstanding to deal with. So uh, one of them uh, going to hoist the Stanley Cup. But Jared Bednar, here's another thing with him. If if Colorado is able to win this thing, then Jared Bednar would be the first coach to have coached a Kelly Cup winner in the ECHL, a Calder Cup winner in the American Hockey League, and a Stanley Cup winner in the National Hockey League. So uh, that would be a, a fun feather in his cap if he was able to complete that trifecta as uh, these are two coaches that both, you can make the case in their careers, have done nothing but win at different levels. It is crazy, though, that we only really have one Panther tie. We only got J-Mac over there with the Avs. Two teams are in the finals, and I can't think of anyone else. Are we forgetting somebody? Yeah, you mentioned him. Katie. Katie, Katie and J-Mac. There it is. Uh, that is about it. That's enough for me, though. Go Avs. Well, that's what uh, – that's. Uh, I just think – I could see any scenario realistically playing out. I think the least likely would be the Avalanche sweeping it. I just don't think that either team is going to get swept. I don't think either team's sweeping it, yeah. Um, but uh, I do think, oddly enough, I, I think the Avalanche are going to take game one. Mm-hmm. But I think Tampa Bay is going to win the series in seven. Well – We'll find out. We'll find out tonight at the time of this recording. And that's it for this edition of Territory Talk. Covered it all once again. That's what we do for you here. You can find Territory Talk each and every week, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Big thanks to Gus Forsling and Patrick Hornquist for taking some time out for us back on Exit Day. Hope you enjoyed those conversations. Thanks again for making Territory Talk a part of your listening week, and we will talk to you next time. For Jamison Olive, I am Doug Plagans. This has been Territory Talk. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.